0: Hello, and welcome to Episode 107, Are You Experiencing Food Stress? Six Foods to Possibly Avoid. Did you ever stop to think that our body perceives stress when it's just filled with food that is harmful? Well, the reality is that it isn't just our environment or tough situations that cause stress. Indeed, there are certain foods that can have the same negative impact on the body, as well as our mental state. And today I'd like to talk to you about some of the foods during my research that I came up with that can actually be perceived by the body to be harmful. And I'm sure one of them won't surprise you at all, or maybe a few of them won't. We have heard that stress occurs when we perceive a threat to our life, And when we are constantly stressed, you know, where our body remains in a fight or flight mode, we trigger a host of physiological responses, including an increase in cortisol levels. Remaining frozen in that stressed out fight or flight state over long periods of time actually leads to health issues. And this is of no surprise to the audience, I'm sure. But it can range from weight gain to increased inflammation which, as we all know, inflammation is considered one of the root causes of most diseases. It also can cause brain nutrient imbalance. So chronic stress is not that good. It's also a cause of adrenal fatigue. I know when people come to me for nutrition, we always address fatigue relating to adrenal fatigue, but that's for another topic. But chronic stress does cause adrenal fatigue. And that's when our adrenal glands struggle so much to keep up with the demands of these external stressors, which, as we know, are perceived threats. So we can lead, you know, it leads to our symptoms of, say, depression, inflammation, and even poor focus. You know, I've said this before, but I'm going to repeat it in this episode. The one thing about our human organism, that's our body-mind complex, is that it's continually, moment to moment, wanting to maintain a homeostasis or what we call balance. So when we get imbalanced you know, through a stressor, which that's what a stressor is, it's a perceived threat, that's an imbalanced, even an imbalanced thought, it works its way to come back uh, to the home center for that center core of our being. So the body is continually uh, charged to really bring us back to homeostasis. Our body perceives stress when it's filled with food that is harmful. And the reality is that it isn't just, again, the environment or tough situations that cause the stress. These foods can have some negative impact on the body as well as our mental state. So if you want to reduce stress levels and decrease your risk of any kind of disease, learning how to naturally relieve stress, which we teach with meditation, breathing, proper habits, relaxation, is also great but we have to also be aware of the foods that may cause stress. Several times when people do call me for private consults and learning to meditate, for example, I always go to the diet and they're somewhat perplexed and surprised. And it's because people don't really correlate a diet with causing stress for the mind and body. So that's why we're talking about this a little bit today. When we eat certain foods, they do disrupt the balance, and in turn, the body becomes stressed, not to mention what happens to our thinking and feeling. So let's look at some foods that we probably should pay attention to if we're going to feed our body and become balanced. And the number one, you could probably all guess what I'm going to say, the number one culprit is sugar. Now, originally, sugar was not a problem because it was dark in form, it contained all its vitamins and minerals, but what happened in manufacturing, they've reduced sugar to being this white powdery substance devoid of all its minerals and vitamins that would actually be used for metabolism of sugar. So when I'm talking about sugar here, I'm not talking about historical sugar, I'm talking about our current market of sugar. So if you want to reduce stress, sugar is the one of the first ingredients to cut out of your diet. When you're stressed on sugar or just stressed in general, the body releases more cortisol. And again, that's the hormone responsible for helping us manage that homeostasis, right? The stress and the blood sugar levels. So that's because, you know what, when we eat sugary foods, blood sugar levels spike and then the body must release more cortisol to balance blood sugar, not to mention the use of vitamins and minerals that compensate for the influx of this carbohydrate. The problem is that the increased cortisol can also cause sleep issues, decreased immune response, which is the immune response we should really pay attention to, headaches and unhealthy food cravings. So when we have these rapidly fluctuating blood sugar levels, You know, they cause feelings that are similar to stress, including anxiety and fear. So when we digest sugar, it puts an added burden on our vitamins and minerals because as I mentioned, many minerals are needed for complete digestion. So it's no secret we could turn into this that vitamin D deficiency is a big problem these days, wouldn't you say? I'm moving right into vitamins now, especially, you know, people living far from the equator. But lack of sun is not the only cause actually excessive sugar intake, especially in the form of fructose, may actually increase vitamin D deficiency. So, how does that work, you might be asking. Well, researchers have discovered that a high intake of fructose can increase the expression of an enzyme responsible that degrades vitamin D. Remember, enzymes allow reactions to occur. It also decreases the expression of the enzyme, which helps to synthesize vitamin D. So here we have breakdown and manufacture becomes out of balance. And what happens is fructose can actually enhance the breakdown of vitamin D also in the kidneys while also impairing the body's ability to synthesize it. So the result is a reduction in vitamin D levels and the potential for a harmful effects of this deficiency to manifest. And that's something to keep in mind because we have, there's some correlations with uh, deficiency in vitamin D as higher risk for infection, autoimmunity, increased rates of certain cancers, and overall lower immune function. So, you know, we could say, I think it's about 75% of people in Western countries are deficient in vitamin D. Well, that's interesting. And vitamin D works uh, with calcium. So you'll see also calcium loss at the same time. If we turn and look at magnesium, both a high sugar intake and elevated insulin levels, which result from high refined carbohydrates, including sugar that I'm talking about, they've been shown to increase the excretion of magnesium by the kidneys by inhibiting the tubular reabsorption. And you know that's the same process that leads to the calcium excretion that I just mentioned, and by you know going through the body's magnesium reserves during sugar metabolism creates a problem. We all know magnesium has what five to eight hundred uh, processes that it's responsible for in the human body. So by decreasing it, we have some problems. The interaction between sugar and magnesium is a two-way street, also. Along with sugar depleting magnesium, magnesium does play a role in stabilizing blood sugar, also our moods, by the way. So when magnesium levels are too low, blood sugar regulation can also be impaired. So it creates a real problem for homeostasis with magnesium. And then there's chromium. Chromium is a trace mineral involved in the macronutrient metabolism and blood sugar control. And although we only need small amounts of it to be healthy, a high sugar intake can actually increase the likelihood of deficiency. You know, excess amounts of simple sugars, which many of us might even do without even knowing, cause more chromium to be excreted in the urine. So there's studies to show that. And it just creates problems with our insulin sensitivity. So like magnesium, chromium, and sugar, and all of that together, uh, chromium's role in the body is to regulate blood sugar level. just so you know that. So we know that high sugar intake can contribute to chromium deficiency, but chromium deficiency can contribute to poor glucose tolerance like I just mentioned, and higher blood sugar levels. So we have to keep all of this in mind when we're deciding to eat our sugar. And then comes to vitamin C, and that shouldn't come to a surprise, Uh, you know, humans, they're (laughs) the vitamin c rule everyone says should i have it shouldn't i have it but out of all the mammals in the world only a handful including humans and i believe dogs are really unable to synthesize their own vitamin c and it has to do with um, a mutation actually on a gene and the gene codes actually for a protein needed for converting glucose into vitamin c so what does this have to do with high sugar diets well Both glucose and vitamin C are the same transporters used to enter, or they use the same transporter to enter into the cells. And research has shown that high levels of glucose, whether in the intestines or in the blood, can slow down or limit the absorption of vitamin C by our bodies. We wanna keep that in mind. So we also could look at it this way. Many high sugar whole foods like fruit are naturally high in vitamin C, so it offsets. Again, we're talking synergy here. It creates its own balance. It's when we isolate and extract, and the vitamin industry does that by extracting, or herbal industry, I should say. The herbal industry will extract what they consider the active constituent in the herb and just really forget about all the rest. It just doesn't work. We have to always think, homeostasis, homeostasis, homeostasis. We want to be in balance. So what do I mean by refined sugars? I said sugar here. Pastries, flavored yogurt, soda, cookies, ice cream. I mean all those kinds of things. So what's the solution? I always say limit dessert to once per week and have a good (laughs) multivitamin handy. That's what I do. If I want to have a dessert, I'll wait till Saturday and then I'll have a multivitamin, uh, make sure that I've at least had a multivitamin during the day. And you want to include, you've heard it over and over, more whole foods to keep your blood sugar stable. And then you'll have fewer mood swings, reduce stress and a happier body, I'm sure. Remember, sugar is a carbohydrate and it takes vitamins and minerals to metabolize the food, especially the B vitamins, phosphorus, magnesium, iron, copper, manganese, zinc, and chromium. So remember, when you consume sugar that's highly refined, you continually deplete your cells. You know, I did find something in the literature that one sweet potato is a carbohydrate available in its natural form, contains energy, but also contains the B vitamins, phosphorus, magnesium, uh, yeah, magnesium, iron, copper, manganese, zinc, and chromium. And they're the exact nutrients that are needed to be processed in the body so that uh, it can be metabolized and the sugar can be deposited in the cells. So that sugar was the first. The second I came up with was artificial sweeteners. And that's not a surprise to any of you, I'm sure, because sugar is bad enough on its own. But all too often, food products aren't even sweetened with the real thing. Instead, they're packed with artificial sweeteners. These artificial sweeteners can lead to health problems, headaches, like headaches, metabolic disease, cardiovascular disease, and it goes on and on. But they can also result in addiction to sugary foods by retraining your taste buds because you're actually going to start seeking more sweet of unhealthy foods. They also have side effects. you know artificial sweeteners. You know you have aspartame, for example, found in. I. It's about. I. I thought I saw in the literature more than six thousand foods and drinks, and five hundred prescription and over-the-counter drugs have aspartame, causing migraines, mood disorders, even manic episodes. So artificial sweeteners are really not good, and they don't really do anything for your blood sugar level. So. Skip the sugar and the fake sweeteners and try natural sweeteners. And I have tried some. Stevia is good. Local raw honey. I say local because it carries a certain element that is very useful. Maple syrup, blackstrap molasses, coconut sugar. That's just a few. There are some alternatives out on the market. Remember, lurking out on the market, you know, marketing as healthy are the artificial sweeteners, but they're not. Studies suggest, remember, that artificial sweeteners like aspartame, sucralose, saccharin may actually increase appetite and cravings, contributing to weight gain and even disrupt gut health. And I was just doing something with someone and I looked at the label on a, on a drug that they were going to need to take for uh, a potassium balance. And when I looked at the ingredients with literally sugary uh, things that were artificial, I suggested that they don't do that. um, And because it was pretty um, obvious that would cause more of a disruption in the body. So keep your intake of diet foods with artificial sweeteners to a minimum and try sweetening your foods on your own instead. And as I said, there are a few that I mentioned. The third food that may cause stress, and this ties into sugar, are the processed carbohydrates. Carbohydrates. You know, processed refined carbohydrates may taste good to your tongue, but they don't really do anything for your body. They have no nutritional value, and they just have high calories. And they also lead to fluctuating blood sugar levels, causing moody and, you know, being moody and irritable. You know, they're your standard packaged foods, which are also high in sodium. They make you extra thirsty. So all of these overly processed foods are not very good for your health and increase your stress levels, of course, because when your body is looking at it as a perceived threat, poisons coming in, it's going to set off a stress response. I also put on the list excess caffeine. I'm not saying don't have your morning uh, cappuccino or your jolts from whatever you have, but pay attention to that because if you're regularly drinking several cups a day, you're gonna find yourself feeling more stressed than you like. Too much caffeine, can be a problem for the adrenal glands, which are sit right above your kidneys because they overstimulate the body. You know, they become overstimulated or they, become, uh, they excrete uh, more than they have in store and they overstimulate the body and it stimulates the nervous system, rise in blood pressure, heart rate, and ultimately it can increase our feelings of anxiety. So if you do suffer from anxiety, please, one of the first thing is really cut out the coffee. And it's important to remember that caffeine is not just in coffee, it's in soft drinks, types of teas, energy drinks, over-the-counter pain relievers, and even chocolate. Just be aware and do your research. That's always the key. The sixth I had on the list were artificial trans fats. You know, in the cookies, french fries, donuts, fried chicken, and many other foods, it's the most harmful fat on a gram-for-gram basis that you can actually eat. And some major food manufacturers, uh, maybe even all in this country now, have uh, eliminated it. I don't think they're allowed to put it in anymore because of the cost in health care with people that are, their brains are really turning off from it. But sometimes it may still be in some restaurants and food manufacturers that haven't switched to healthier oils. So we have to just keep in mind that trans fats are not very good for us. And I wanna say one note before we really end here is things that have natural flavor, someone had written in and asked me if it says natural flavor on the label, is that good? Just know that natural flavors are complex mixtures created by specially trained food chemists known as, they're called flavorists. In addition to the original flavor source, these mixtures can contain more than a hundred different chemicals, including preservatives, solvents, and other substances. So keep that in mind and they're the incidental additives. However, food manufacturers, keep this in mind, aren't required to disclose whether the additives come from natural or synthetic sources. So as long as the original flavoring source comes from a plant or animal material, it's classified as natural flavor. Please keep this in mind. And again, that's to answer one of our listeners' questions about natural flavor. And you know, what's more, because the term natural has no official definition, flavors sourced from genetically modified crops can also be labeled as natural. So the bottom line is, even though the term natural has no formal definition, people often interpret it to mean healthy. So although natural and artificial flavors differ, you know, they differ by their source, both can contain added chemicals. So what to eat, right? You're saying, oh no. Well, I only listed really uh, six. I listed, I'm going to go back and uh, tell you what I listed. I listed sugar and its problem with vitamins and, you know, it's processing, artificial sweeteners, processed carbohydrates, excess caffeine, and artificial trans fat. So I'm pretty sure all of you knew all of these things or had it in mind, but I wanted to give you the reason because it really does cause stress on the body. Not just that it's bad for our health, it causes the stress response. And we have to keep that in mind. So what we should eat are vegetables, whole grains, you've heard it, legumes, fruits and vegetables. You know, whole grains, not Uh, non-grain cookies, for example, you know, like sprouted breads, not white bread. Uh, They're not adulterated. We want to, you see, I don't believe that wheat is bad. I think wheat is a fantastic product, but what they've done to it has created the problems that we're seeing, not natural wheat. And I don't mean natural in quote unquote. I'm talking about historically wheat has always been okay. But what happened is they started upping the gluten gluten, and then they started spraying glyphosate on it so they can get more crops out of uh, a harvest, you know, per year. And so in America, they've kind of ruined, I don't want to say kind of, they've ruined the uh, the crops of wheat. And that's why other countries don't even want to deal with the wheat of the United States. So if you can get wheat from other countries, you know, products, then I find that when I do that, I don't have the same reaction as I do if I were to eat wheat from something, even the best bakeries I've gone to. If the wheat is sourced out of the United States, I know personally I have difficulty with it. Maybe you don't. So that's why I always say, please do your research. That's the key. You're your own laboratory. You're your own chemist. You're your own scientist. You're a yoga scientist. So keep that in mind that use your intelligence, use your inner intelligence and, you know, and find out what you really need. Be independent in your thinking, do it for yourself, and then you can inspire others like we're doing in our community. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode. And you know what, if you'd like to be notified weekly for new podcasts, please subscribe. And the Susan Taylor podcasts are available on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn. And also you can go to SusanTaylor.org. So if you have any questions, please send them in. I'd love to answer them, talk with them. Today's podcast was uh, due to some of the things that you were asking me around the holidays with snacks and stress and everything else. So I put this together and hopefully it was useful for you. And thank you again for listening. And again, questions, comments, anything, just send them my way. And until next time, Remain calm.